Hello, and welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Laura Lindahl, and in today's episode, it's getting personal. You are getting the inside scoop on my own personal journey, my own personal transformation from cover-ups, panic attacks, and waist tremors into, dare I might say, confident, strong, and highly capable woman who I am today who lifts heavy and absolutely loves her body. True Strength Podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Before we dive into today's topic, I would like to take a moment to share my gratitude, my deep appreciation for you. Yes, you, the other human on the other side of this podcast who's listening in. You are incredible. You're intricate, you're strong, and you are capable. And I'm so stoked that you're here with me today because you are why I do what I do. It's my hope that through this podcast, you'll not only be equipped to better approaches to building strength, that you'll also be encouraged in your faith, but that you'll also be empowered to better serve and love those around you by feeling strong and capable in your own God-given body. So that being said, today's topic is just about that. The incredible transformation that I've seen in my own life from being controlled by fear to being able to do incredible things so I can better serve and love those around me. Now, I want to preface all of this and let you know that this is an experience. This is my experience that God has given me, and it is my hope that it will encourage you, that it will equip you, and it will empower you to maybe learn the lesson that I learned, perhaps without having to go through the pain that I went through. And so, with that being said, it is your choice. You are a grown human. As with all things I present, I would encourage you to try it on for size. If it doesn't fit you, leave it on the shelf and maybe somebody else could pick it up. Take what you like, leave what you don't, your choice. So while most fitness coaches would tell you that it was their secret methodology or systematic approach to create their transformation and then they sell that, I will actually be the first to tell you that my transformation actually had very little to do with me. I am not the hero here never was and never will be. I want to be your guide. And so come with me then as we go through this journey of my transformation, because my transformation was truly an act of God. Because to be honest, if it was left up to me, I would not be here today. Lord knows where I'd be, but lifting heavy, wearing shorts, speaking up about Christ's impact on my life, none of this would be happening. Now, have I taken the lessons that God has taught me and use them to help other women through a proven process? Yes. Yes, I have put together my transformation into a process and I do use that to help other people. But the point of this is that it is not my process. I'm not giving you anything new. I'm not giving you anything novel here. What I am giving you is the application of a circumstance to 
other future circumstances so that we can create change, move forward, and not be stuck in a lot of the cycles that we get stuck at. And it's my hope to help as many women as I can through the same transformation as I have because it's not gimmicky. It's proven to work for hundreds of women. In fact, what makes it so effective is that it's actually backwards from how the world approaches fitness. And I get that that might confuse some people because in God's economy, as you know, he does a lot of things backwards, like fixing hearts before he fixes habits. Because I believe that until our heart is fixed, the habits won't stick. Think about it. How many habits have you tried to break to no avail? But when your heart is involved, the habits come completely naturally. It's kind of like when we're falling in love. You don't have to work to create a habit of texting or calling that person you love. It just happens out of your love for them in your heart. When you first started dating, it's not like you had to set a reminder on your phone to text the person who you were falling in love with. It just happened. You were thinking about them throughout the day. So today's story is a tale, a novel perhaps, of a heart that changed and the habits that followed to create a new creation. Speaking to you today. With that, get cozy, turn up the volume, and please tune out distractions because we're about to unpack my very transformation and give you some things that you can practically take into your own life today to help you along your journey. So I just wanted to fit in. In every sense of the word, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit better in my class. I wanted to fit better in my jeans. I just wanted to feel like I was the right fit for my sports team. I felt like everyone else was on the inside of a private party, living it up. And I was just sitting on the outside trying to get my umbrella to open in the pouring rain. I just felt so left out. And if you've gone through puberty, I'm guessing that you'll likely understand this. I was 12. I just moved to a new school and I felt extremely awkward about wearing a bra, talking to boys and moving, really moving any way in my body. I didn't like the way I looked. And I'll tell you that comments from others let me know that they didn't really like the way I looked either. So as any rising Enneagram 3 would, I became a chameleon. I changed my colors to fit into my environment. I tried to fit into the role that I needed to to fit my part. So I covered up my body, not out of modesty, I might add. This was not me trying to be modest or pious. I was doing it out of shame. I would use waist trimmers, and I tried to keep my belly pulled up in all the time. When I was introduced to fitness through sports, it seemed like the perfect answer to what I was looking for. And like many women, I came to fitness not with any intention of learning more about my body and being grateful for it. It was actually the opposite. I came into fitness because when I counted my butt blessings, let's just say my body was last on the list. I did not come to fitness to appreciate my body. I came into fitness to fix my body. Wasn't interested in learning how to move better, lift heavier, or do pull-ups. I just desired to look in the mirror and actually like what I saw. And may not even like, but just be able to look in the mirror and not hate what I saw. Not have that negative talk that so many of us speak over ourselves when we see ourselves in the mirror. I just want to be able to see myself in the mirror and be okay with it. So there I was, looking in the mirror, dreading my next workout because I was already exhausted, bags under my eyes. But at the same time, 
until my body looked and felt the way I wanted it to, I believe it was the only way to get there, to keep grinding workouts away at the gym. So I just needed to suck it up and keep going. I was positive that with enough workouts and diets, I could make my body look the way I expected it to. Then I could start thinking about how to build muscle and do the whole self-love things. And if you've ever struggled with body image, you might be able to relate to this moment. We see this picture of how our body is ideally supposed to look, and it's easy to think that we're on the right track to get there, and the only thing holding us back is our own willpower. I'll tell you at the time, I would have easily said, like, I was lazy, I was unmotivated, and that was my problem. But as I later discovered, my willpower wasn't the solution. Grinding out more workouts wasn't the solution. White knuckling my way was not the solution. It was actually part of the problem. You see, I was missing out on a vitally important part of the Christian life, one that many women can overlook without knowing it. It's what I believe the greatest impact, not only on my walk with the Lord, but also my long-term health and most importantly, how I see myself on a daily basis. It's what freed me to see my body with full gratitude and to challenge myself to do things I never thought were possible for me. My mistake was believing that the seed of discontentment, the disdain I had for myself in my heart, would grow into a flower of satisfaction. And that just doesn't happen. Expecting to hate ourselves into loving ourselves is like planting a watermelon seed and expecting to get sunflowers. It just doesn't make sense. But so many of us do this without even recognizing it. And as always, the Bible provides a perfect answer for us. Galatians 6, 7 reminds us that what a man reaps, he will also sow or plant and harvest in our lingo today. It goes on to say in verse 8 that one who sows to please his sinful nature will reap destruction, but one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. It was really this verse that helped me to begin to see the ways I was planting seeds of discontentment and expecting them to reap something different. I was looking at my body out of disdain and expecting to be able to white-knuckle my way into being satisfied, into finding confidence, which is completely backwards of how God intended for us to do things. He says that if we put our intentions into the Spirit, if we go into it with the intent of growing our Spirit, watering our Spirit out of a place of gratitude, not out of disdain, or pursuing things just for the physical satisfaction. He says that there will be growth. There will reap eternal life. Eternal life. Not only the eternal life, I believe, of spending eternity with heaven, but also life, freedom here on this earth. And the day that I read that verse, it gave me permission to start to see my body for what it does for me rather than how it is making me feel and what it is doing to me. I started to see my body and give myself permission to see my body as my greatest ally, as my greatest asset on this earth to be able to serve and love other people. And it was that subtle shift, that quarter turn in my mind that literally was the tipping point for my fitness journey. It was that subtle shift from making it about me and my confidence and my satisfaction to making it about God and his confidence and the satisfaction that he can bring. 
and changing the way I see my body as a gift, as a token to be appreciated, as a gift to be stewarded. Because who here, when they get a gift, is like, "Mm, nah, thanks, but no thanks. No, when you get a gift, when you receive a gift, who are you in that moment? Who are you the person that gets a gift? You are grateful. You're excited. You feel maybe undeserving. And that's exactly what we've been given. That's the conclusion that I came to on that day after reading that verse in Galatians. And because of that, because I had been given this gift, I started dipping my toes into my workouts that were more focused around strength and seeing just what can this gift do? What is this gift capable of achieving? What is this gift capable of doing? How can it grow? How can it get stronger? I wrapped my hands around heavy barbells and heavy dumbbells. I learned the science of exercise and how to move better, how to become more mobile, how to get stronger and actually build muscle that helped me to feel better, that helped me to move better. And I fell in love. (laughs) The gym went from being my torture zone to this pleasurable playground where I could experiment and just see what my body was capable of doing. My focus shift on how workouts would make me look to how workouts could make my body feel. And that subtle shift began a entire eruption of growth and strength and incredible things that I never thought my body was capable of doing. And it came with a gift of confidence that comes from knowing that I am capable to do what I need to do in this life. And now the gym has become a place where I go to be in awe of what my body can do and to give that awe and that worship directly back up to God and thank him for my body's ability to heal, to grow, and to come back stronger every time. It is truly miraculous. And it's where I choose to de-stress, to honor my body and respect myself by giving myself that time, that space, and that focus to focus on strengthening my body. So this is a process, right? There is never going to be a time on this earth for any single human being where we achieve perfection. It does not exist. And I, behind this microphone talking to you today, still have tight flesh. And because my flesh is still tight and I'm still broken by sin, what I can tell you is that I will and likely have fallen back into those old patterns. But what I've recognized is there is a process. There is a step-by-step guide that God has given us to be able to claim victory from those times where we might feel like we're going backwards. But the reality is, ladies, that we are never going backwards in this life. We might hit speed bumps. We might walk slower. And perhaps we hit roadblocks that slow us down. But we are never going backwards backwards. So when you have those times where you feel like you're slipping back into those thoughts of judgment, maybe it's the way you see your body in the mirror, or you see someone on Instagram and you compare your results to their results or their body to your body, and you start to bring up some of those old mental habits. Here's what we can do. We can stop. We can listen to that. Now, just because we can stop and listen to something doesn't mean that we can stop and believe something. I think it's really important to note that because it's very easy to go through this life and just shove those emotions back down and pretend it didn't happen. But when we do that, we miss out on the incredible gift that struggles present to us. And that is a lesson. 
to recognize that we are still broken and that we are still in need of God's grace and that we're still learning that lesson, which is okay. So when you have those moments, and you will have them, when you have those moments, sit into that. What is that bringing up for you? What emotion is that presenting itself as? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it frustration? Envy? Sit into that and acknowledge that you are making a choice in that moment. That you are making a choice to allow the voice of fear to speak louder than the voice of faith in your mind. And that you have a choice. That fear does not have to rule your emotions. Fear does not have to rule your thoughts. And once we see and recognize that we have a choice in that matter, it empowers us to take the next step, to trust in what God has said about us and about our bodies, and to lean back into the process of growth that we are doing all along. You see, a lot of people make the mistake of believing that when they make a mistake, when they fall back to those old habits, that they're a failure, just throw in the towel, I can't do this anymore, I'm broken, the method isn't working. And so we stop. We make the mistake of allowing us to see slow progress as no progress. And that is not the case. In those moments where Satan speaks to us loudest is when we need to remind him of the greatest victory that God has given us. And that is the victory over sin, death, and the gift of eternal life. And so in those moments where you are struggling, where you find yourself in a dark, deep place, here's what you need to do. Stop. Acknowledge the emotion. Acknowledge where that's coming from and empower yourself with the choice to say no to that fear. To recognize that fear is not a spirit from the Lord, but it is a spirit from the enemy. And that you have the opportunity in that moment to remind him of the greatest victory that you can ever have. And that is the victory over sin and death that was won for you at the grave. Now, when it comes to our body image, here's what we need to tell ourselves. We need to remind ourselves that Psalms 139.14 tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And my soul knows it full well. Speak that verse over yourself. Remind yourself that you are working towards health. You are not working towards a size. You are not working towards a weight. That you are working towards health and feeling your best in your God-given body so that you can freely love and serve those around you. Remind yourself of where you are going, of the strength that you hope to achieve in the future. And remember that there is so much wind in your sails at this point because you have taken the steps to acknowledge that fear and move forward. In other words, own your choice. You have a choice in every struggle to see it as a failure or to see it as an opportunity to grow. So next time you feel stuck, practice this. Practice the pause. Practice the acknowledgement. Practice the review of where you've come from and the expectation and the gratitude that you have for the future and what God will do in and through you. And it might just surprise you the difference you'll start to notice in how you see yourself in the mirror and how you approach your training. Because I believe until we change our heart, until we acknowledge that heart of gratitude, our habits will not change. We will not be able to see ourselves better in the mirror. We will not be able to kick that habit of allowing fear to rule us until we acknowledge the change that needs to happen in our 
heart. When we have our heart full of gratitude for the gift that our body is, when we are so filled with that moment of surprise, with that moment of undeserving, of adoration for God's beautiful gift that he's given us, we can't help but reciprocate that feeling of gratefulness to move into a place of acceptance and move into a place of excitement for what is to come in our body and the things that we can do with it and through it. Which is why the very first step in the true strength method is to restore our identity in Christ at a heart level. And why I've written an ebook for all of women to give out for free, like it is Christmas Day, and it is called Stronger Body, Bolder Faith. And inside this workbook, I give you the exact keys to identify what are those limiting beliefs that you have about your body. What is that roadblock that's holding you up and tripping you up every time you see yourself in the mirror and not allowing you to get to that place of transformation so we can train out of gratitude and pursue that strength, pursue that feeling in our body rather than how our body looks. So to get your free copy with the exact steps that I guide my VIP clients through to start creating more confidence and a better approach to strength training from the inside out, head on over to my website at www.truestrengthcollective2lsive.com slash S-B-B-F. And because we're all about creating action here and none of this would make a difference if you did not take it and act upon it. I would encourage you to do something with this chat that we had today. Please don't let another moment go by hating your body. From experience, I can tell you it's defeating and draining. And it's a struggle to approach your health from that standpoint. Instead, I would encourage you to take some of the things that we talked about today. Take one of those golden nuggets that we mentioned. Maybe it's a Bible verse. Maybe it's something I said. But I would encourage you to choose gratitude today. And if you do, let me hear about it. If something I said today gave you the feels, stuck out in any way, or encouraged you, please leave me a review or send me an email at hello at truestrengthcollective.com and let me cheer you on in your journey. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast today. And until next time, stay strong, my friend. All the love, Coach Laura. Laura.